Blog Talk Radio. matters of 
what they can do for you in once um, given a, a chance. Uh, I think Violetta is a, a good backup for right now. I, uh, they're not going to want to take off Eli Manning just yet, but if Eli Manning continues to uh, throw just as many interceptions as he does touchdowns, I think Violetta is going to get his opportunity this year. Yeah, um, you know, <laughs> he's Eli Manning's definitely struggled quite a bit over the last few years. He's definitely probably at the very end of his of his career. What? How would you grade his career? Overall, I mean, as you mentioned, touchdowns and interceptions, especially interceptions, have always been a negative for him. But the dudes won two Super Bowls. Um, what 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 do you think of him as an overall quarterback? Uh, I haven't really liked him on the past, I don't know, seven eight years. To be honest with you, I thought he he's outlived his life. But given the fact that a quarterback is, that is decent um, is really hard to find. I mean, it, it is incredibly hard to find. You, you, we'll go through like three number one draft picks of quarterbacks in each in the last se- seven years, and you'll have like one or two of the first round picks still in the league, but not doing well. So it's like one out of every three years that you'll have a quarterback picked in the first round or a first-round quarterback that is substantial. Like, okay, this guy is in the top um, tier two of quarterbacks. It's just hard. Gotcha. It's really hard to find a quarterback. So, I mean, once you have somebody who can just make your make your passes, understand your 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 plays, that's about 50% of what you need. But the other 50% is your head on your shoulders and not making mistakes. So if you can do that and not make mistakes, you're going to go far in the league. But it just seems to me that Eli Manning um, in the last seven years can't do that. He, he's mistake prone. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, now, let's talk a little bit about your Niners and Jarek McKinnon, who is placed on IR because of an ACL uh, tear. The dude signed right. a four-year, $30 million contract, and his first year, what he's shown is to pull a quad muscle and tear his ACL. What, uh, what, what kind of blow is this to the Niners, and what kind of blow is it to as a fan? Well, I, as a fan, I was hoping to – him on the field because I believe that he was going to be our starter for the next couple of years. As a um, as a businessman, being if our the side of the San Francisco's ownership, ACLs used to take a year to heal, and then it takes another you know another season after the um, to get your legs and everything else under you, meaning like just to get back to form. Mm-hmm. So usually it can take up to two years, really realistically, to uh, recover and be back to where you were. So I'm I'm not a fan of, I'll be honestly, uh, keeping somebody like that. I'd rather just let them go, even if they had an ACL tear. I mean, he'll be back, but he 
you can always draft someone in the next couple of years that's just as good or, just, you know, potentially as McCarron because McCarron really hasn't shown you anything meaning uh, on the season and during the season yet that um, I, I've seen. Yeah. And, you know, he's he's been just a part-time player the first five seasons or whatever it's been in Minnesota. And then the first time a team puts him as a full-time running back and he's he hurts his quad and tears his ACL. So it makes you wonder if he's actually even built to be a, a full-time back. And, you know, it looks like the – 49ers have overpaid someone that's probably more suited to be a third down role guy than full time guy. Right. No, that's exactly what, you know, and that and that's you can't really predict injury. But yeah, that's the that's the end game. That's the um backseat driver, you know, where okay, we we've seen what happened now we're uh, reacting as to like this, you know, they made a horrible mistake. But uh, given that, you know, as a Niner fan, I, I don't want to trash my team. Uh, but, yeah, it is, you know, because of the injury and something that they couldn't predict, it was it turned out to be a uh, bad move for them to grab, pick them up. But I think they should move on, honestly, and try to find some other uh, uh, personnel which is saying a lot for because normally teams do hold on to their their stars for, if they have an ACL or something like that. You look at Luck, um, shoulder injury, how long the Colts have held on to him. I'm just trying to hope that he has a good season this year, uh, which Garoppolo is going to you know outperform him pretty easy. So we'll see about that. <laughs> Garoppolo can't even throw it 10 yards. Yeah, okay. He's got to he's got to we'll give see. it the old old steroid jerk to throw up ten yards. Right, right. Okay, well he he won the last what, seven games last year straight after the Niners had lost nine for something straight. So, well they didn't lose yeah. nine straight, but yeah, essentially, yeah, he did turn the when he stepped on the field, they went they won so. He's got something going on for him. I know Absolutely. Luck can't throw more than ten yards. We we discussed that with his eight yard dumps, and hopefully someone does uh, yards per uh, game for for the uh, after he catches the ball. So did did we make a wager on that, or uh, did we make a wager on Andrew Luck, or no? yeah, between him and Garoppolo, who's going to have the most touchdowns? Uh, okay, so I won that bet already. No, through the season. This season. Yeah, the 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 bet's already won. The season doesn't even need to be played out for me to win this thing. Well, I'm sure Luck is hoping that the season doesn't need to be played out, yes. <laughs> so, it looks like LaShawn McCoy's the legal troubles for now, at least with the exemplars from the commissioner. But they're saying that they could still put him on mid-season exemplars. Do you think he's going to be placed on that because of that whole situation with uh, his girlfriend and the home invasion thing? 
I think the NFL still needs to do their uh, complete their investigation. I haven't seen their end results yet. Um, we'll see what they say, but um, I mean, a, a mid-season exempt list. I don't know. We'll see. I don't. I don't have enough information to, uh, from the NFL yet to make a decision. Once they once they come up with their final results, then I'll be able to let you know what I think. Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see um how that all plays out. Especially for someone that um looks to be guilty, at least some 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 part of of guilt. Um, I don't know what part, but definitely some part of guilt. And I don't know what the, if they're just hoping because the Bills have Nathan Peterman as their starting quarterback right now. And if they take Shady McCoy off the field, that the Bills are just going to be just no, have no offense whatsoever or, or what the situation is. But yeah, it's, it's pretty bad in Buffalo right now. Yeah, they're they're definitely a team that's not going to tend to win like maybe seven games, six games, something like that. I don't yeah, expect them to do well. Yeah. Even last year, they weren't even scoring very many points. They were scoring like ten points per game or something that effect, and they had a, a much better offense than uh, they do now. So right. they'll be lucky to score three points per game. Yeah, Cleveland's going to win more games than Buffalo. Um, now with um, yeah, I, I think you're right. That's about saying that. a lot. So, yeah, yeah, and I, I I would not be surprised if that happened. So Antonio Gates is is back in the NFL. Thoughts on that? Any fantasy rele- relevance or anything like that? Oh, fantasy relevance. Yeah. Um. As your second tight end, yeah, I can see that. I still think he, he's um, going to get you, like, maybe four touchdowns this year. So, as your second tight end, um, I can see him uh, in that role. There's really not much value that's, for That's about it. He's, he's not your first – he's not going to be your number one tight end this year. I don't know. I know he's um, probably – Starting, but that's out of like prone for the the Chargers there. So that's there. That's not um, because he's highly talented still. Um, he's, but um, we'll see how it goes. I think he's going to get four touchdowns this year. Yeah, I can see that. That that sounds about right. You just have to know when to play him, I guess. Or hopefully he scores those touchdowns, and when you know your tight end is on a bye week or. You know, obviously he's yeah. not going to score four yeah. touchdowns in the game, but definitely, um, yeah. Hopefully he can yeah. do some some damage while you're exactly. on a bye week. So, so um, I, I see him as your second tight end. I agree with that. That that makes sense. Um, now with the Jets, Sam Darnold as a starting quarterback. Uh, what what are your thoughts of the rookie being named the starter right out the gate? Um, I the Jets are hurting, like for a quarterback, 
I think they're making a mistake by putting him out there on week one. Um, it's because if they do, if they if they, if they have to expect something like a Peyton Manning uh, first year, you know, where Peyton Manning had, uh, I think, more interceptions than he had touchdowns in his first year, but they still kept with them. They're going to have to do the same thing. They just have to stick it out this year and um, give them a lot of exper- uh, on-field experience for the next year. But I don't see him. So I don't see him doing well, uh, just because traditionally it just doesn't happen where a person that comes in on their week one and does well. Um, but I can understand why where the Jets are thinking um, that look, we're not going to. We want to put um, people in the seats. We want to get names out there so we can get sell some tickets. But we can't expect ourselves to be a playoff team this year. So um, maybe setting themselves up for next year and the following uh, three years after that. So, so to do that, I can see, I can understand putting putting them out there on week one and putting in some headlines out there and trying to sell some tickets now. Yeah, you know, exactly. I think that's probably a big part of it. They got rid of Teddy Bridgewater. Did you see that? Uh, no, I missed that, but I can understand Bridgewater moving around a lot. I can see um, Bridgewater out of the NFL here shortly, uh, probably playing some flag football or something. You know, you might you might be wrong about that, actually. they he The Saints, he went to the Saints, right? So I think mm. – uh, the Saints are looking to, for him to be the, for a couple years anyways, um, the backup to Drew Brees and then taking over. So you you don't you don't see that happening or? No, uh, I, don't, I don't see that happening. Okay. No. I can see him as a backup, maybe like a Brunel type or something, just floating around the league. Yeah. You know, but I don't see him ever taking a starting role again. Brunel, yeah, it's a good comparison. Um, yeah, I could see. Yeah, yeah. Um, someone bouncing around the league, getting starts whenever the starter goes down, um, plays well during those starts, but is never really a full-time starter. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So – Doug Peterson had a meltdown over a press conference over Carson Wentz and um, Foles. They asked him who's going to start because both are, you know, we know about Carson Wentz's knee injury and Foles won the Super Bowl last year. So they asked him uh, who he thought was going to start week one. And he had a, just a complete meltdown about it. What, um, you know, it's interesting. I thought Foles and Wentz are pretty similar quarterbacks. So I don't understand why he's having a meltdown over a defense that's going to prepare for a quarterback that are similar to each other. It's not like one's Josh McCown and the other one's Teddy Bridgewater, right? Um, or yeah. one's Joe Flacco and the other one is RG3. So, uh, what what do you think of the coach, uh, the head coach having a meltdown about that, or do you think it's game game strategy like he he said it was? No, I think it happens. This uh, the press can't get to anybody 
And if you notice throughout our league history, even though the coaches are supposed to explode, they're supposed to have a calm face and um, present a good appearance for the team um, with the press. It does happen, especially if you ask. I mean, I can imagine him being asked this question like a hundred times in a day, like literally, and having to answer it over and over a hundred times. So, I mean, I can understand him exploding, since especially since I believe they already made their decision with having Foles um, starting week one. I'm pretty sure that's a lock that he's going to start with, uh, week one. So, they and then if Foles, you know, goes off on week one, he's going to he's going to get more and more questions about Wentz every week. So, it's just one of those things where he just, you know lost his head for a minute and it, it happens to everybody. So I wouldn't put too much into it. Um, but yeah, I expect the bottom line falls to uh, start week one. If he does really well. Um, no, you know, no interceptions and say three touchdowns or something. And they win the game. Then falls is going to start week two and then three and then four. And now all of a sudden you're, you're getting questions. Okay. West is a hundred percent. What's going on? Why aren't you starting? Because uh, Foles has gotten 15 touchdowns in the last four games. It's hard to bench somebody who's, who's done that. So, something like that. If Foles just goes off and, um, enough to keep Wentz off the field, then that's what's going to happen. So, uh, we'll see how it works out. But uh, Foles starts week one. Coach, uh, understandably, gets upset. So, I mean – there's been a lot of uh, high clips about even about the Colts, you know, um, Jim Mora, you know, talking about practice. So things just happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Jim Mora had, had a few good ones. Mike Dicka had, had his uh, good one as well. Yeah. They, they definitely have, have, some fun ones yeah you can go on youtube and check out a lot of the coaches rants they they're very amusing uh just because as you mentioned the the whole straight face persona that they have and then all of a sudden they're just blown up and losing control and all that kind of stuff so yeah i totally get you on that now um what Tell me a little about your 49ers. What what do you expect out of them this year? Uh, I think they're, they're going to go better than the Rams, put that way, which is saying a lot. Uh, but if they can beat the Rams this uh, in uh, their division, then they'll have more wins than the Rams. I think that that's the difference. If they can beat the Rams, then they'll go to the playoffs. But that's saying that's going that's asking a lot from right now because the Rams, all around offense and defense are uh, pretty steadily right now. So, yeah. But um, we'll see how Garoppolo does um, if he's able to set three strip, three strip, um drop back and then just march down the field with ease. Then you never know. I think I think it could be possible. So I'll be, I'm interested to see how. Uh, things play out. But yeah, that's the key for the Niners is to beat the Rams this year. Um, 
I don't know if they can or not. I know it's tough. The Rams are an elite team this year. I would put them in the top six of top six teams, at least. Maybe not top four. Gotcha. No, I, I know we wanted to do a draft uh, today, but this time went short. Uh, so I pulled up a, a mock draft that was done by Roto World. And it has some of the leading, I guess, quote, unquote, I'm doing air quotes here, um, you know, experts in fantasy football world. I guess, I mean, to me, I, I never never could understand how an expert could be tied to the word fantasy, but that's just me, I guess. Um, so the first round, the first 10 picks, Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, Antonio Brown, Ezekiel Elliott, DeAndre Hopkins, Saquon Barkley, Odell Beckham, Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt. Any of those in there that you feel, or does or does that sound pretty familiar to you, and you have no objections? That sounds pretty generic. Yeah, I like that. Um, I might move Elliott up one or two spots. Yeah, um, Elliot. That's, that's where that's the name that popped out to me that I was kind of shocked that he was what it sounded to me like he was uh, fifth or sixth there. Yeah, fifth. Yeah, so uh, I would I can see him as a number three pick this year. Yeah, actually he went number four in the RFL, but I think a lot of that had to do with Todd Gurley um, being already uh, an earlier draft choice from uh scotty scotty got him in the third round last year and so he was able to keep him for a second round pick this year so that took him off the table for a first round pick so scotty really benefited with that todd Gurley pick oh well yeah that's that's crazy and then he picked for Gurley. that's insane he sounds like he's set up to win this year yeah, he he's got it pretty good. And then he has Saquon Barkley. Uh he picked him in the fourteenth round last year. Um, so he got him for a thirteenth round pick. Oh, okay. Really? I I didn't know you could uh, save more than one player. Yeah, you can save two players from any pick except for the first round, and it costs you the 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 previous draft draft choice. So if you get him in the 14th round, it'll cost you the 13th round to pick him or to take him. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, he has two number ones that he got early um, last year. So, yeah, he's definitely making out well there. And then in the second round, um, the it was a this this is a 12 team league. Well, huh? we this for this greater no, I'm sorry about that. Uh, it's okay. Um, playing against the computer. Do you have to get started? And he won't. Go ahead. And RT Levin. Sorry about that. Um, Go ahead. So it has, it's a 12 team league. So the last two players, Melvin Gordon, Julio Jones, they went 11 and 12. And then round two. Uh, first pick in round two, Dalvin Cook, Michael Thomas, 
Leonard Fournette, Keenan Allen, Devontae Freeman, Christian McCaffrey, A.J. Green, Rob Gronkowski, LaShawn McCoy, and Devontae Adams. Right. I'm actually surprised that sounds, that sounds Devontae like Adams went so That sounds like a pretty good um, uh, lineup right there. I like um, uh, a couple of those players, A.J. and uh, sounds pretty – where he got him at, at least. That's pretty good. Those yeah. are, that's the order he got picked him up at. So he got he yeah, got AJ Green with the seventh pick of the second round. Okay. Yeah, and it, um, that's of course it's a ten team league, so that's important to note. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. Yeah, I know. I I made a mistake in the RFL league by not drafting AJ Green over Ty Hilton. Yeah, I was so yeah. stuck on tra- that. That was that. Yeah, that's something to keep in mind when like, drafting. I, I think you uh, made a huge error there. Well, like so that's what I'm trying to point out. Last week is having um, picking up luck too is, and then yeah, I don't know. Just it's just um, just not a good 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 fit this year for the Colts to keep luck, but they they're still hoping. Um, to, you know, have the luck of old, especially since they've held on to him for so long. They have put a lot. They put a lot of money into him, so they're trying to get their investment back. They know that luck is, um, again, can put some um, sell some tickets. So they they're hoping that he uh, does at least halfway well, where he can keep that going. Uh, I really don't expect it. I think luck is going to get mediocre numbers compared to what may be expected for uh, a fantasy pick, but we'll see. I mean, I just don't see it happening. Which means T.Y. Hilton's going to suffer. Yeah. You know. Right. See, and I see it the opposite way. I see it as Andrew Luck being Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton excelling. Yeah. Well, if if that's the case, then I mean, I mean, if that happens where luck is um, do that this year, then yeah, you, you, I can expect uh, T.Y. Hilton getting twelve, thirteen touchdowns, which is a number one pick, you know. Yeah, For I'll sure. take it, especially getting him in the third round. I think just getting mm-hmm. him in the third round is is value. Now, whether getting value. Andrew Luck in, in the fourth. I think that's where I got him the fourth round. His value, yeah. we'll, we'll have to see. But yeah, regardless. I mean, the strategy typically is the typical strategy um, should be having a quarterback in the later sixth, seventh, eighth round, um, and put, picking up your um, your wide right receiver in the fourth round. That's the general strategy, but you never know how picks go. Um, Except for during the draft, okay. So you have to understand, okay. Well, if these these teams pick filled in their wide receivers, or if these teams put filled in their uh, their running backs, then they're going to go one way or the other. Um, and so you have to think, okay, well, is there any tight ends available um, that I need to pick? Like, have they left the 
um, tight ends alone or things you have to uh, contemplate on what the other teams pick and then go from there. But the general strategy is to have a wide receiver in the fourth round and your quarterback later. Because there's always plenty of quarterbacks who can give you just one or two touchdowns less a year than picking someone in the fourth round. But yeah. If Luck can I mean, get 30 touchdowns, 32 touchdowns this year, being the old Luck, you know, that was, after that would be getting 32, then he's definitely worth a fourth-round pick. I'll take it. I think um, – now, are you talking overall? Because he's going to rush in at least three touchdowns. Do you, are you talking overall, or are you talking just passing? Um, right now, with the rules set the way, the way they are, I think if you get um, 33 touchdowns, doesn't matter how, how it comes, then you're, that's a really uh, top-tier two quarterback. 32 touchdowns for sure, the way the rules are set. I know there's a lot for me. That's the fact. There's a lot of quarterbacks out there who can get more yards and have like 31 touchdowns or 30 touchdowns. So it um, depends on what you're looking for. If if you're looking for above 4,000 yards, then there's someone different than um, what you're looking. You know what you're looking to get. So you, you can put if you have 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. That's to me is the same thing as thirty five hundred yards and thirty three touchdowns. Yeah, right. That's true. So, yeah, um, that's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm thinking is going to happen. But uh, you know, so we'll we'll definitely see. Um, you know, I totally forgot to touch on the two biggest news, probably the two biggest news stories. Um, sorry to switch gears on you, but uh, I think this is important. What what do you think of uh, of Khalil Mack being traded to the Chicago Bears? Chicago gave up a ton. Did you see what they gave up? I know they gave up two first rounds. What it, it, other than that? No, I didn't. I didn't see. Okay, so the Raiders also gave up a second round pick and Khalil Mack. They gave up a second round so pick too. They gave up a second round pick and Khalil Mack. But the Raiders get first-round pick this year, first-round pick next year, so that they're going to have a total of four first-round picks in the next two years. And they're mm-hmm. going to get a third-round pick. And then they're going to get a uh, third-round pick, I think, this year, and a sixth-round pick next year. Mm. So they got – yeah, they gave up a second-round pick and Khalil Mack, but Khalil Mack's not worth number one defensive money of all time. You're telling me this, I'm paying, okay, if I'm paying you number one defensive money of all time, then you are the greatest defensive player to walk this earth in the last two years, three years. Right. That's how it should be looked at. And I don't even think Khalil Mack can say that. Defensive player the last three years, within the last three years. Yeah. There was no one else. No one else better. Come on, no. Yeah, there's a, there's like two or three players who are um, defensively a defensive player, just simply a defensive player out there who is better than him. So three years ago, I would have went uh, Watt, you know, 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's other and defensive backs out there who deserve more money. But so uh, yeah, did the Raiders make a good decision, sir? That's interesting because a lot of people out there didn't think so. Um, I'm always the kind of person that it's a wait and see on these things, but uh, I was. I was actually surprised that they did trade him. I really did not think they were going to trade him. And then all of a sudden the news comes across that they traded him. And I was just like, whoa. But I didn't know, I, I really knew know for, the details. I, I knew the last week, like a week ago, I heard that they were shopping him around, but they were shopping him around for two first-round picks. Right. Like, there's no way they're going to get two first-round picks for him. He's not worth two first-round picks. But that's what I think of Khalil Mack. I think he's great. I think he's worth a first-round pick and maybe a second-round pick next year or something. But two first-round picks. The Bears aren't that great. They're not. Yeah. They're they're not like a Super Bowl-bound team. So I can. I, they may not even make the playoffs this year. Yeah. So that's let's true. say they don't make the playoffs. They're gonna. Um, the Raiders are gonna get. And they won't make if they don't make the playoffs this year. They're not going to make the playoffs next year because they don't have their pick. They don't have a first and third round pick, so they're going to have to go hunting and free agency. And they spent all their money on Khalil Mack. So I mean, they're not going to get much out of free agency. True. Um. So wow. so that means they're not going to be that good next year, following year either. So I can see the Raiders getting. The Bears pick number 12 um, each year, something around number 12, which is pretty significant. Two for uh, 12 round, you know, 12 pick selections for Khalil Mack. Now, what happens if these two picks, and this is what I'm worried about, these two picks that they're getting, nothing's for certain, as, as you mentioned earlier in the show about just Tom Brady being a six-round pick and being, you know, arguably the best quarterback in the NFL history. But um, now, so there's nothing for certain in the draft. What happens if the Raiders pick up two busts? Then then what's the situation like? What happens if the Raiders pick up, say again? Two, two players that are just absolutely first-round busts. Oh, yeah, which very well can happen because it happens all the time. Yeah, right. absolutely. I I completely understand that. But then that then they okay. At worst, they didn't pay overpay somebody, one hundred and fifty million or whatever it is, and seventy sixty million guaranteed. You know, they didn't pay that money, mm-hmm. so that's the worst that could possibly happen. Is if they don't get any value out of their first round picks at all, then they made a stance and saying, "Hey, look, paying you this much money, you know." So the other players um, can live their life out in Chicago if they want to try to get first, you know, other players who want to go to um, try to renegotiate their contracts with the Raiders in the Raiders system. They can realize, okay, well, you can live your life out in Chicago instead of, you know, um, Oakland or, well, I guess then Vegas, but. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be interesting. Um, 
how how much how much revenue do you think the Raiders are going to generate being in Vegas? Uh, the Raiders are always going to generate. Um, their colors alone are what you know is a is a standout for um, what makes money. Ever since um, what NWA came out, you know, sporting Raider gear, their um, their revenue shot up. You know, and it's all about the colors. So, yeah, I mean, you're going to have a lot of fans who like um, like the team because they're a fan of the team. Are are the fans still going to like um, the Raiders when they go to Vegas? I think so because it's not shocking. It's not like it's a move from Oakland to the L.A., which was a complete shock. And it I, like I felt like a betrayal to the team for the to the fans. The fans have gotten a chance to like get used to the idea that this is going to happen. It wasn't like the Colts, you know, move and you know <laughs> took the bus ride in the middle of the night and trans move their team because out of you know probably being scared for their lives. But yeah, getting the Mayflower and taking off. You know, you know what's interesting about that. Um, being a Colts fan is that uh, there was some separation time between Baltimore and Indianapolis when I really started liking the Indianapolis Colts. And uh, up to that point, my favorite team was the Raiders and I trashed the Colts for moving in the middle of the morning. And then I think it was two or three years later, I completely forgot about that and became a Colts fan. And then realized that uh, later on that I realized that I trashed the Colts from moving from Baltimore to Indianapolis and it was like, Oh, so the team I trashed on actually became my favorite team. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know why you, you started liking the the Colts, but I know that uh, you thought Jeff George was like a God. So I did. Yeah, I did. I, did. I, I really, really thought that he was going to be the savior of the Colts franchise and, Nope, not really. Yeah, the Colts made some awful picks. Oh, gosh. They had a uh, first and second pick in one draft that both of them became flops just time and time again until they actually drafted uh, Peyton Manning and the following year drafted Edger and James. Did they actually do something right with their early round picks? Do you remember the name of the other quarterback that was squaring off with Peyton Manning? Uh, do you mean their backup? No, meaning like Peyton Manning and another quarterback were coming out, out of the draft. Oh, and when yeah, you, Ryan Leaf. No one really knew who was going to be one or two. Huh? Ryan Leaf? Ryan Leaf. Um, I think if the Colts had number one pick, they would have picked went Ryan Leaf. Or if the Colts – or if the, who was, I think, the Chargers – I think it was the Chargers to pick um, Peyton Manning number one. You know they would have been stuck with Ryan Leaf. So either way, it was. Um, a, I think Peyton Manning falling into the um, the Colts' hands was pretty lucky. Well, they had they had the the first pick. No, they had the first pick. Okay, then I, I I stand corrected. All right. 
So they well, made, you, all right. So they made the right decision. Okay, I always thought that, uh, the other way around. No, no. You know, you know what? What's interesting about that whole situation was the deciding factor between Leaf and Manning was one question, and the question was, well, we're going to sign you to such and such millions of dollars uh, for five years, uh, guaranteed. Blah 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 such money what are you going to do with it and ryan leaf said oh well i'm going to go out and party with my friends take a private jet just have a great time you know in, in my success peyton manning said i'm going to show up to work the next day and steady film yeah and that's what he did too yep that's what made peyton manning so great is because every uh Every chance he got, he, he was working hard, you know, to uh, make a success for himself. So that, um, and that's what it takes. So every minute you can, just devote yourself to your uh, your craft to make it. If you want your craft to be number one. Oh, also interesting about Peyton Manning. You, I, I'm pretty sure you've seen the Saturday Night Live uh, skit where he's just drilling the kids with the football for yeah. YMCA. Mm-hmm. You know that he almost decided not to do that commercial or do that. Really? Skit. That's yeah. it? Oh, I mean, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, it, it's definitely probably one of the the best Saturday Night Live skits. I mean, if they have, they make a, a accumulation of skits, that's probably going to be included, I would imagine. Well, Peyton Manning has a, definitely has a sense of humor because he's done he's, a few different things, I think, with, uh, with that were pretty funny. Just yeah, that was definitely one of the top ones. I thought. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have to watch it again because now because it, um, it was so funny. But uh, I, um, I think he's done like two or three different things that were stand out. Oh yeah, the you saw him host the ESPYS one year. Did you see the the introduction to that? I think I remember him doing it. Um, this was what, like four or five years ago, I think. At least, I just I don't remember the uh, I don't remember the what happened. You have to tell me what happened. Uh, he just the he did the opening and just like ripped on everybody. I mean, just it was a total roast of like all these oh, athletes. The yeah. Yeah, it was just just perfect just funny just watch it roast all these all these players yeah um and did i lose you yeah i think you lost me for a second uh uh so Kaepernick is going to be uh, the face of a Just Do It ad um, campaign. What are, what are your thoughts yeah. on that? Oh, that's fine. It's, it's good for Kaepernick. He needs, uh, I mean, flat out, I think he needs the money. I'm sure he needs. He, he would be the first one to tell you that he could use the money. Uh, the Just Do It uh, idea uh, for Kaepernick, you know, Absolutely. So he uh, 
he stood by his guns. Um, he took a big sacrifice for it because he was doing what he thought was right. And for Nike to support him, that's fine. That's perfectly fine with me. Um, I know what he was, you know, the way he was going about doing things was wrong, but at least I believe. Um, but the fact that he's getting paid because he was sticking by his guns um, doesn't bother me at all. Okay. Um, do you, so you, do you see it as a positive, though? Do you see it as um, a good marketing move, or do you see it as something that is going to be a big mistake? Yeah, exactly. No, there's, uh, Nike's not going to get it, uh, take a big hit for it at all. I think it'll just be one of those things, um, and they'll just keep rolling. And that'd be Nike, okay. and then, um, I know I don't know how uh, if Kaepernick's going to win his suit against the, the NFL though. We'll see because he has to prove that at least two teams were in collusion against him to um, ban him essentially from the NFL. I'm not sure how he's going to. You have to have like a smoking gun. You have to have some sort of document stating like exactly that we are not going to hire this guy because of whatever. And I don't think did you hear, anyone's crazy enough to produce that. Did you hear about the 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 update um, from a few days ago where the judge decided in the in the brief summaries that uh, there was enough evidence to continue to go to trial? Yeah, no, I didn't hear about that, but having enough evidence to continue to go to trial is not the same as you know it being convicted or you know the teams being. Uh, we'll there, see. There's no, uh, there's no way they're going to prove that 32 teams came together because it's not even against one particular team or two particular teams it's against the whole league. So there's no right. way in the world that it, it would be hard enough that, like you said, to even convict to try to find two teams that colluded, let alone the whole league. So I, I think a settlement is right, going to probably transpire. I don't think that's the case. I mean. Have to look at it again, but I think all he has to do is prove that two teams colluded to have a case against the NFL. He doesn't have to prove by show that all the teams did it. He just has to show that two teams to have a case uh-huh. to win his case. So that's how I understand it, which makes sense. But as um, right, and if he was to attack or have a case or say that each team did this, then he doesn't have a case at all because I'm pretty sure Denver offered him a contract. Pretty sure Denver came out and said, hey, we offered him a contract. He just didn't take it. Yes. So I'm pretty yes. for him to, I think pretty sure that he's just saying that at least minimum of two teams colluded to do this. The only the only problem with the Denver situation, it was prior to the kneeling. Oh, interesting. Okay. So that's what they're coming on saying that they got a printed contract and then pulled it back after the kneeling um, took place. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or in his favor uh, being Kaepernick. Um, Cause there's no reason to pull a contract. Uh, he, you know, at all, 
his stats well, were the same. Yeah, his ability was the same to pull a contract after the uh, event took place, and that's different. Now, well, we'll just have to see. It'll be interesting well, if he um, wins. Just, just to uh, cl- clarify, what what happened was the Broncos offered him this contract, as you stated. The contract offer was prior to the kneeling. Colin Kaepernick declined the contract because it was right. a very minimal contract. Um, and then after he declined the contract, uh, I think later on in that season or the next season, can't remember which, he, uh, the kneeling started taking place. Come out about, I think it'll take a while though. Um, oh, yeah. The, the court case, it'll probably be another year or so before any of the decisions are made. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so um, I was just I was looking over the draft. <laughs> I saw that Jordan Howard went in the late the fourth round, which kind of surprised me. He went after Julio Edelman and a whole bunch of other guys. So yeah, that's kind of fascinating to me. But whatever. Um, let's see. What can we talk about for five minutes? Um, who do you think? Oh, let's let's pick division winners. Um, do you need Do you need some time to to bring up um, a standing sheet on your computer, or do you want me to read off the yeah, team names? Yeah, read it down for a second. But uh, I would division winners. Okay, give me the Niners. Start off with that. <laughs> Negative. Um, you wish the Patriots in their division. Even though a lot of people are down in the Patriots right now for that, but I think they'll still win. It's hard. It's hard to get past um, a team that's won or been to the eleven different championships. You know, to say that they're not going to go to the championship again game, but we'll see. I agree um, with that. Who are who are your couple of picks? So. Um... I, I definitely agree with the Patriots. I think that they, they're they just, yeah, Buffalo, Miami, New York Jets are the teams that are in that division. So that should just prove it right away how easy that division is. And then in the West, I have the Rams. I I don't see how the 49ers are going to do much of anything. Uh, so, yeah. The Niners have to beat the Rams. If the Niners can beat the Rams – then they'll win their division. But that's their main goal this year. Yeah, exactly. I remember for years it was the Rams beating the, needing to beat the 49ers to to be the, you know, uh, yeah. So now it's kind of reversed, mm-hmm. which is interesting. And then in the that North. the Eric Dickerson days. Yep. In the North, they have Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. Which one of those teams? Well. My wife is from the area of um, is from Ohio and next to lives next to Cleveland. So I'm gonna uh, not go with that team. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, uh, well, I think it's up in the air. Um, I don't want to really take anybody out of that that division just yet. All right, I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh. Really? Yeah. You think um, Roethlisberger? He's got stuff in the tank still. 
Yeah, I mean, it's going to be close between Pittsburgh and Baltimore, but um, I just think Pittsburgh has a better offense. So it's, yeah, I just think that that is is going to be the deciding factor between the two teams. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't what think about, Ben's got Big Ben. I think Big Ben is um, going to be falling. You know, he, it's not going to happen for him this year. But I thought the same thing for Brady. I didn't. I didn't expect Brady to finish the year, and look where he went. So, you know, I never know. Yeah. But just just going off the age and um, well, of that age, you gotta you gotta figure that. Um, you know, at some point their arm is gonna fall off. Yeah, you would imagine. I mean, I don't think you know diets are great, but I don't think. Any diet's going to keep old age from from creeping up on you, right? Unless you're in denial, like Shauna thinks I have gray in my beard. That that's just not the case. So yeah, I'm in denial about my gray in my beard. Um, I just shave off my head, so I don't have any gray whatsoever. That that is probably what I should do. Um, so real quick, I guess we can do the West, Denver, Kansas City, Chargers, Oakland. Yeah, um, KC probably looks like the best out of the group right now. Um, they're not much, it's not much of a division either. Um, the Chargers can be okay. Um. I don't like Oakland anymore. I think Oakland's going to win like nine games this year, which could be enough to win a division, but I don't think it's going to be enough. Um, so I'm going to go um, with Casey. Yeah, I agree with you on that one, Casey, as well. All right. Well, that'll do it for today's episode. Um, we'll see you next week sometime. You can follow me at RFL Red Zone. You can follow my brother in some vapor space continuum somewhere. Um, and then uh, have a have a good day, bro. All right, you too. All right, thank Bye. you. Bye.